everyone. Welcome back to the WWC Global Podcast, Winning with Connections. I am very excited to welcome today Katie Lopez, the Director of Military and Workforce Development from the Tampa Bay Chamber. I have known Katie, gosh, probably going on about 10 years now, and I'm really excited to catch up with her on the podcast and let her talk a little bit about both her career trajectory as a military spouse and the initiatives that we're undergoing in Tampa to make Tampa an even better community for military and military families. So welcome, Katie. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Well, so Katie, we met, first of all, through InGear Career back in the day when it was still InGear Career and not part of hiring our heroes. How did you end up getting involved with InGear Career, first of all? Sure. So in 2013, in the span of about six weeks, I had graduated with my master's, married my husband, and then moved to be with him at his duty station. And so it was a very just life transforming moment for me, just being a fresh college graduate and obviously being married and trying to learn about the military culture. So I spent really the first few months trying to get my feet underneath me and really leveraging some of the resources at the Installations Army Community Service Building. And so I took a lot of classes. I think probably one of the best things I did early on was take a class so I could learn acronyms and military time. Uh, that was very helpful in the first few months of marriage. But then I really realized, okay, it's my time to start focusing on my career and what comes next. And I think, you know, the catalyst for me was going to the ACS Military Spouse program and talking to them about my career goals. And I'll never forget sitting in their office. They told me that that was great. And it was awesome that I wanted to have a professional career, but that just wasn't the reality for military spouses. And so instead, we spent a lot of time looking at entry-level positions from daycare positions to retail or hospitality. And I just felt like I cannot be the only spouse out here that wants to have a professional career. So I went home and at two in the morning, I'm Googling all of those keywords and I come across in gear career. And I noticed that they were getting ready to start a chapter at the installation that we were stationed at. So I immediately emailed Amanda and said, sign me up. How can I help? I want to get involved. So the next day we connected and after a series of phone calls and meeting with some of the other spouses who were instrumental in standing that up, you know, I remember sitting there that day in front of them talking and thinking back to a quote that I had heard from C.S. Lewis about how friendship is born when someone says me too. And I felt like for the first time I had found a community of spouses that were looking for professional positions or who already had a career that they were maintaining through their multiple moves. And so really in gear career and, and you, Lauren and Donna and Amanda were so instrumental in, in saving my marriage those first few months because a lot of my identity was tied to my professional goals. And I just felt up until that point that I hadn't had an opportunity to pursue it. So really getting in with the in gear career team and launching that chapter at Fort Campbell was a huge catalyst for me. I got to tell you, I'm not sure I knew that full. I knew parts of that story, but I am disturbed to hear that that recently somebody had said the same thing that they said to me. And I'm a little uh, teary right now hearing what that did and, and how that helped. I mean, that really, that means a lot. And I'm glad that you were able to find that in Fort Campbell and, and kind of figure out where, where you fit. So then 
you ended up, I'm fast forwarding a couple of different pieces here, but first of all, you ended up at a chamber in, um, uh, in the Fort Campbell area as one of your first kind of professional jobs as a military spouse, right? I did. Yeah. And that all came through the power of networking, which has obviously been instrumental throughout my career. But, you know, part of in gear career was really learning how to leverage a professional network in your community where you were stationed. And so it was through those opportunities that I ended up building a relationship with ACASA, which is a civilian aid to the secretary of the army, very influential individuals who was located in that community. And she saw the work that I was doing as a volunteer for AUSA and said, hey, our local chamber is hiring for a director of military and governmental affairs position. I think you would be a really great candidate. You should apply. And so I did. And at that point, I had gone on so many interviews with other positions. And I was like, you know, if they ask me if I'm a military spouse and when I'm leaving, I'm just going to I'm just going to go with it this time because (laughs) I'm used to the question at this point. And so I did. I applied. And it was thanks to that professional relationship. She was able to help my resume and application get to the top of the pile and be invited for an interview. So I really credit, again, in gear career with those building those professional networks and learning how to do that in your community to to get into those roles. Absolutely. And then I got to meet you. I'd been hearing about you from Amanda. She had been raving about this military spouse at Fort Campbell and we had to meet you. And you came to the initial, the, the inaugural Homefront Rising, which is where I met you and got, I was completely blown away by this I'm sorry, I, I have to say young woman because you are young and you were a dynamo. I mean, you had this professional energy that was absolutely contagious. And, you know, I knew that you were doing great things for foreign gear, but I just wanted to be around you. I wanted to to kind of see where you were going to go. And I knew you were going to go far. So you and I got to be plugged in after Homefront Rising, which was a great experience so I was I was thrilled that you were able to join us for that. And that was, I think, a lot of respects, life changing for a lot of people. That that feeling of of energy that came out of the Homefront Rising stuff that we did. Yeah. And still to this day, I mean, I follow some of the stories of individuals who I met at that very first one in D.C. And since then, I mean, several have run for office, several have been elected to office, several have been in high profile positions that influence legislation. So really, I mean, that training was just instrumental in helping spouses realize that you can be a part of the advocacy process. Your voice is important. Oh, and by the way, you can also run for office as well. Uh, right. Just because you're a military spouse doesn't mean that you can't be in an elected capacity, whether it's local, state or federal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it really has been fun to watch everyone kind of take that mantle on. And we've got people on both sides of the aisle who have been elected federal, state and local up to, you know, Jocelyn Benson at the Secretary of State for Michigan, but also some people on the on the right hand on the right side of the aisle. I know Tiffany Smalley is is running for Senate now as a military spouse and has a viable campaign in Washington state as a Senate candidate, you know, first time candidate running for U.S. Senate, which is which is pretty amazing, regardless of what comes out of it. So anyway, you ended up after this, you were sitting in Fort Campbell, you had this great job that you really enjoyed. How did you end up in Tampa? 
Sure. So, you know, I think for us as a family unit, the goal was always to have my husband serve a 20 plus year career. But unfortunately, that was cut short and he ended up medically retiring in 2017. So that transition process, thankfully, I was employed gainfully. So that definitely helped us on that front. But at the same time, it it turned the tables on, well, what does that next chapter look like for us? And now it is my professional career that is leading what comes next for our family. So at that time, you know, we decided our family's in Florida. We, we know that that's going to be a, a home location at some point. And we started kind of researching what some growth opportunities for my career would look like here. And a position opened at the Tampa Bay Chamber for a government affairs manager. And I thought, this is perfect. This is exactly in line with what I've been doing here at the Chamber in Kentucky. And there's some growth opportunities, new projects that I would love to tackle. So I immediately went to my network, going back to in gear careers training of leveraging your professional network and reached out to you and said, hey, uh, what do you know about this organization? Do you think they're a good a good place to be a part of the team? And you said, absolutely. We're so engaged with the chamber and I think it's right up your alley. So apply to it. And you, of course, helped Again, someone who didn't have a professional network in Tampa, you've helped me get my foot in the door. And then um, I've been there now since January of 2018 and since then have been promoted and taken on a new portfolio of work here. And it's just been a really amazing experience to learn and, and grow as a professional. That's awesome. And I have watched you soar in this position and I, I get calls from your your senior leadership on on the regular saying, Thank you so much for bringing Katie to us because you are you're you're taking this position to an entirely different level than than what they I think ever intended for it to be or ever expected. So you've had because of the advocacy work that you've done within the chamber, we have become I think we were always a very strong military community certainly, but you have driven the military family and the military spouse advocacy to an entirely different level. Can you talk a little bit about some of the accolades that we've gotten in Tampa, some of the stuff that you're you're promoting both for military families and also for the the, the base itself with some of the advocacy that you're that you're helping drive for some of the the decisions that the Air Force is trying to make? Yeah. So the chamber, you know, I've, I've always been very impressed with the Tampa Bay Chamber's advocacy work because they focus a lot on policy, not politics. And so that was one aspect that really drew me to the position here. But when I came on board in 2018, I spent the first year really trying to get a feel of what we had done in the military department, what the opportunities for partnership and advocacy were. And at the same time, I mean, it was a perfect storm. Our advocacy team within the organization was also really putting together some strategic priorities of how a business organization can advocate for the community at large. Um, so really, I served as that internal liaison to our VP of advocacy to help bring light to those quality of life initiatives that we as a community can implement to support military families as well as on the defense side. So over the last few years, we've received some national recognition, one from the Association of Defense Communities as a great American defense community in 2018. And that really focused on the chamber's programming to support transitioning service members and military spouses as they enter the business community and look for gainful employment. 
And then most recently, which we've been really excited about, Hiring Our Heroes did designate Tampa Bay as the community that receives the Military Spouse Impact Award for the year. So that was a really great recognition. And a lot of that went back into the business community's support of military spouse employment initiatives. We were designated as a military spouse economic empowerment zone the year prior. And then we also have the great programs that Hiring Our Heroes has here, like the Corporate Fellowship Program and the Military Spouse Professional Network. So really highlighting how we as a business community engage with those initiatives and how we're able to help make sure that spouses come into a community that not only is excited to have them, but also supports their professional growth. So with that, you know, on the advocacy side, we've done a lot of work to make sure that as the Department of the Air Force is making those strategic basing decisions, they know that our quality of life here is just off the charts and amazing. And it's a place that military families want to be in because they thrive. So one of the things that we've worked on over the last year was tracking military spouse unemployment from a state perspective. We've also worked on a ferry project, which is still going through the county commission, but we're hopeful that's going to pass. That will really help alleviate some of the commute time that military families face getting from South Hillsboro to the base. Right now, anybody who lives in the South Hillsboro area knows it could take you anywhere over an hour to get there, but the ferry time clocks it as 23 minutes one way. So it's really going to be instrumental in making sure that, again, we're supporting quality of life for our families. And then most recently, earlier this year, the Air Force did mention that they were naming McDill as a candidate location for the KC-46A Pegasus basing. And so we came together as a community, obviously the Chamber, the Tampa Bay Defense Alliance and South Tampa Chamber and Representative Castor's office to really make sure that we were pulling together the community partners to be proactive in this recruitment of the mission. And we're hopeful that here, now that we're in Q1 of the next fiscal year, we'll get the announcement soon that that we were selected for it. So much to be said about that, but I think it really just demonstrates our our commitment to being proactive in the the spouse and family advocacy. Katie, I, you know, I'm a little disappointed in how little you're doing right now because it's (laughs) just not very much. Really, truly, uh, you are visible throughout the community. You have really changed the way that the community is viewed. You've changed a lot of the, I've changed, you've changed a lot of the ways that the community engages with the base. Uh, And I think that has been because of your background, because, you know, the, the, the people who had your position before you did, while they were dedicated to the military, while they were dedicated to also the government relations role, the, the military piece was not central to who they were as a person, as a professional. So you really, by living this stuff, I think truly, truly understand how to how to talk to the right people, how to speak to the business community about the the ways that military spouses can engage effectively, what they bring to the table. And you have a credibility around that 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 not everyone has because you've been it, you've lived it. And the chamber can can point to you and say, and to some of the other military spouses that they've hired now over the years to say, look, we're, we're living it too. We've hired military spouses and here's what they've done for us. So I think it has been a remarkable kind of synergy there between you and the chamber and, and what you bring to the chamber and therefore to the community 
The other thing that is really exciting to me about the way that we're doing the basic decisions now, this is the first time, and, and you and I have talked about this along with the rest of the group that is working on some of these basing decisions, this is the first time that they're actually taking military family experience into account for a basing decision, right? Like that didn't happen. It was what are the needs of the military and what are the needs of the military families never factored into it. So it, it was, you know, maybe like, is there enough housing, but it wasn't, how are the schools dealing with, you know, children coming in and how do they manage? Is there a military liaison for the schools? That kind of stuff. Where are the schools at in terms of national rankings and such? Where are the, you know, the jobs? What are, what's happening here? What's happening there? That was never a factor before. So it's really cool to watch that become one of the central decision factors for this. Absolutely. And, and, you know, let me go back a little bit. So I realize and I recognize that my career trajectory as a spouse is privileged in the space that spouses who came in before me did not even have access to an army community service program that had a military spouse employment office. So I recognize that while there was work still to be done, I feel very fortunate that when I came in, that paradigm of what a spouse employment, you know, career journey looks like was already starting to change. And I think I've been very impressed with how the DOD has started to change the paradigm of viewing a service member's career, because again, it is the family unit that serves. It's not just the service member. And I'll never forget a few years ago, I was sitting at a conference in DC and um, it was the Association of Defense Communities. And they had the then secretary of the Air Force there who said that essentially her mission before she was out of that office was to ensure that family readiness was included on the rubric for strategic basing. And sure enough, here we are a few years later, and that is the case. And I, I don't think people understand the impact that that actually has on the family unit and the retention of your troops. It's the same model as what the business community in the civilian sector looks like. If you want to retain the best and the brightest talent, you have to recognize that when they are showing up to work or now in this remote environment, you know, logging into work, they're bringing their whole self and their whole self includes their family stressors, the family unit, anything that's going on in that personal life. And I think the DOD has really done a great job of starting to change how they view military service and making sure that those quality of life factors are accounted for in this decision. And it also, too, puts a lot of onus on the communities, right? It's not just the military that's taking care of the families that serve. It also is a responsibility of that civilian community to make sure that they are providing quality of life for those families, not just reaping the economic benefits of having them live in their communities. Yep. And for anyone who's sitting on the basing, the Joint Basing Commission trying to make this decision, Tampa Bay is a remarkable place to be a military family for a lot of reasons. Truly, I mean, we, I, I get in my role kind of running around doing a lot of work in, in different military communities to see what other communities do or don't do. And even major military communities are not doing the stuff that we do it, between the base and the community. And I've heard that from the Air Force officers who run, you know, who, who've come through running the base over and over and over again. This is a very different community. And I think the chamber has a lot to do with that. I think there's a lot of people outside of the chamber, but I think the chamber has taken a leadership role 
in making sure that that's the case. Absolutely. And, you know, my philosophy is I can't solve the problem by myself. And and I say that as the chamber, we can't solve the problem by ourselves, but we are an organization that believes in convening the right leadership. And so by having people engaged in the work that we're doing and partnering with the other organizations, I think that's where we've really seen Tampa come together as this ecosystem of support for not only defense growth and the actual industrial side of it, but also the family side of it and making sure that we're not duplicating programs that are already out there. We're working together. Um, and I know I do this frequently in, in what I do daily when I'm working with transitioning service members or spouses. If they're looking for help with their LinkedIn, I am not a LinkedIn guru and the chamber does not have a program for that. But I know somebody in town who does, Nancy Lane. She has a fantastic program. So instead, we've created this ecosystem where we can do those warm introductions, pass them to those leaders who are covering those topics that they need help with or addressing solutions for what they need assistance with. Absolutely. And that's that's the great thing about Tampa is we have seen it. And and you and I've talked about this at length, seeing everyone interact with each other and not take credit necessarily for I'm doing this, you're doing this. You know, watching this basing decision stuff is, is a great example of it. There are multiple organizations at the table together. Nobody is picking up their hand and going, well, what credit are we going to get? How are we going to, you know, everyone is just, okay, this is good for Tampa. This is how we're going to do things. This is how we're going to make it happen. And, and nobody is looking for that credit. They're looking to make Tampa a better place for our military and with our military. So it's pretty amazing um, to me to, to kind of see it. So, and thank you for being such a huge part of that. Thank you also for also for always making me look remarkably good. I I am your chair for the military affairs committee and I do very, very little work. You do all the work in the, in the background and then tell me kind of what to say. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much. Well, I just appreciate your leadership. You know, I've always been so impressed by you and just the work that you do in the community. And I think that's a big part of going back to the military spouse life cycle is that um, I you have to love the place you live. And sometimes that means learning to love that place. You may not be thrilled to be getting assigned there, but I feel like you've just always had this great attitude of what can I give to my community, not what can I take from my community. And I think that leadership is just something that is rare to see, unfortunately, but you demonstrate it so well. So I've always appreciated working with you in that regard. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, this has been a great discussion. I think if, again, if anyone from the Basin Commission is is listening, this might be released just after they make their decision, but hopefully we can push this over to them and tell them what a great community Tampa is. But again, what networking does for any career, but particularly for those that are military spouses. I mean, Katie, I think you are the perfect example of what a networking base from the military spouse community from all over the place does to drive success in your career. I mean, you, you've had an incredibly successful career to date. I see you going further and further and further and doing more and more in your career But every step of this was because you actively reached out and said, I would like to network with you. I would like help. Can you help me do this? And you did a ton of work 
to impress everyone beforehand. And you did the selfless work that that then the karma came back to to help you later. So that whole networking cycle, I think you are one of the perfect examples of that. And I think that is something that any military spouses who are listening today, if that's the best advice that I think we can both give to them, that's critical. Go find your network. Go find your village, not only because it helps with your career, but it also helps a whole lot with your sanity and trying to figure out all of this craziness with with military life, but also with COVID, with professional careers, with all of the different things that kind of weigh on us, that network is critical for that as well as your professional career. Absolutely. And I will be the first to admit for any spouses listening, I am actually an introvert at heart. So networking is always a challenge for me. I don't necessarily enjoy those events, but I always walk away thinking I'm so glad I went or I'm so glad I talked to that person and just building upon those relationships. So don't let that stop you from getting out there and meeting people because you might just meet Lauren or meet your community's equivalent of Lauren and you don't know where that path is going to lead you. Well, Katie, thank you for your time today. Thank you for all of your advocacy here for military spouses, for the Tampa Bay community. And I am really looking forward to the next steps and what you do and watching you soar further and further. Thank you. I appreciate being here today. 